In this episode, I'm going to answer your pricing questions. Should you display your website on your websites? And what do you do when there's cheap detailers in your area? This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast. And good morning, good afternoon. Glad to have you here on another podcast episode. We're talking about, I'm actually going to be covering a few questions when it comes to pricing, um, whether it's like displaying your website or uh, displaying your pricing on your website, or um, there's another detailer in your area that's charging much cheaper than you. So this will kind of encompass a lot of pricing questions. Um, and this is kind of like a part one because I got a lot of questions and I kind of saved them. So a few weeks down the road, I'll have like part two, so to speak, when it's just going over pricing because it's kind of an endless topic because there's just so many facets of pricing and how to price and why to price and what to do this and what to do that. So we're going to go over a few questions and hopefully you get some insight into how you can apply this to pricing your services and hopefully you can just, you can implement it in your business in whichever way, which way. But uh, first I want to give a shout out to our sponsor Jobber. So we've actually been using Jobber in our business for the last three plus years. Um, and the way we use Jobber primarily is to schedule our customers, keep track of the customer's information, like their vehicle, their name, address, phone number, and then to schedule all our appointments. So whether we're at the shop, whether we're mobile, um, we use everything through the desktop or the phone to keep track of all our uh, scheduling and operations. And this is exactly what we did, you know, when I first started my business back in, you know, 2011, it was much easier to keep track of the appointment because it, it might be like, you know, three to four per month. But as your business grows and scales and now you go to, you know, a customer a day to two customers a day or a handful of customers per week, then you do want a more robust system to keep track of everything to help you streamline your business. So a big part of running our business goes through Jobber. Now, because we are a bit more, uh, we have a, a small team, we do have a bit more features that we use on their more uh, on their bigger plan. But if you're just getting started and you're using pen and paper or you're using like a free calendar like, like I did, like Google Calendar or something like that, and you want like a more robust system to help keep you track of your business and your customers and your scheduling, then give Jobber a try. Again, we've been using it and paying for it for over the last three plus years in our business. You can check the link down below and get a free 14-day trial plus 20% off your first six months. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just check the description box down below. It'll be the first link there as well. Thank you, Jobber, for sponsoring this video. Again, we've been using them far before they become a sponsor of us. So now let's get into today's topic. So first question here, and there's no specific order. It's just me um, kind of uh, copying and, and putting them into uh, my notes here. So it's not like the first one is the most important versus the last one. So uh, this one here is, do you take into account all the product you spend on the job? Do you calculate how much you're spending into your pricing? Um, with this one, I actually don't overcomplicate it. So you have to look at it in the context of, well, the way I'm looking at it is that if you look at like roofing, you know, um, if you're building a retaining wall, if you're building a house, if you're installing um, a pool or something where there is an actual, with those kind of jobs, there's an actual cost associated to those jobs, right? The material, the labor, the equipment you have to rent, um, insurance, whatever, whatever, right? If it rains out, whatever, the duration of like, you actually have to account for all those expenses because you can make or break your project, your profit, your everything, if you don't calculate everything, right? So 
you know, if you, if you have, you know, if you're more of a contractor style work and, you know, you're going to rent X amount of equipment and you have to take trips back and forth to go dump whatever you're dumping and you have to get, you know, a bunch of sheets and, and, and I don't know, cement and blocks and uh, excavator and all these things. That is some real hard costs that you have to project into the project to see how much you need to charge and what is your timeline to complete it, right? Now, contrast that with detailing and we, you know, on, on a, let's say the most extensive service, which is like a paint correction ceramic coating. What are you really using there that's a one-time use for that job? Basically nothing. M- mine is a towel made for ceramic coating because you want to throw those away. But aside from that, though, the polisher, the pads, the polishes, like the actual liquids, um, the brushes, like, like you reuse it at least like 50 times before, before you have to purchase something else, right? Or the polisher, like you're going to use it. Like We've been using our polishers for years now. So I don't, I don't really look that hard into how much are we spending per vehicle because it's such a small number in the grand scheme of things. Right? Like if, if you buy a gallon of, of, of APC operators cleaner for, I don't know, let's say 20 bucks, whatever that means, 20 bucks, and you dilute that to 4 to 1, 10 to 1. And from there, you're putting it in a five gallon, in a three gallon, in a one gallon, in a sixteen ounce. Like that, four, that twenty dollars that you spent on that concentrate of a, of APC. I mean, how much is it per bottle, per five gallon container, per three gallon that, that you're mixing it into? You know, so the cost is so minuscule here that I don't really spend too much time um, saying, "Hey, how much are we spending per vehicle?" Now, when it comes to ordering, right, inventory, that's a bit different, just because you're kind of seeing what you're actually spending on and how much you need to spend. But even that, like, I'm not, like, we have a, uh, an extensive, uh, uh, basically just a, a Google sheet that has every product that we have and we note the frequency in which we order it, right? So, like, just think about your shop, think about your van, but we have every single item on our spreadsheet. And next to it, we say, hey, do we order this monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, or as needed? And most things that we order on a frequent basis, it's only but like maybe five to seven things. Well, like let's say five to ten things. Everything else is like it might be as needed, right? Meaning, okay, hey, once we're like we don't really get these solid jobs, but we do, when we do get those jobs, we do need it. But, you know, it's it's not that common or not that frequent that, that those jobs come by. So we didn't need to order this thing every single time. Um, or like, yeah, after a few, like after so many vehicles or so many months, you're like, yeah, maybe we should up on towels or or pads again. And that's, that's kind of like an as needed thing, meaning like, yeah, after so many vehicles or so many months, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe we should order a few more and you know, let's order another set of 10. But that's an as needed thing. And from there, you reuse those pads for however many vehicles and like the cost of it just gets diminished because you're using it over and over and over. So um, I don't really look at it at the actual like per vehicle cost. It's more so of like of the just monthly inventory of where we're spending money. So grand scheme of things is no, I don't take into account what um like the price the cost of of detailing that vehicle i mean i actually saw another i was going a little bit of a tangent but i'll go on a like um it was a a reel that i saw on instagram where a a videographer was 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 kind of making a point to um if a client asked hey why why are your rates so so high and his explanation was my camera's 2000 my lens is 2000 my laptop was three thousand. My editing software was, is you know whatever, 
fifty bucks a month. I don't know, whatever, right? It, but he was he was he was jotting down all the costs to what it takes to be a videographer, and you know, with something like that, like I come, I hundred percent disagree to it on why he's charging that high, because again, I, I I'm gonna go just because this is this exact example. You can hundred percent apply it to detailing, but with that example is if he's using a $2,000 camera, right? So does that mean the next videographer over to him, right? Let's say he's using a, a red camera and now he has a $7,000 camera set up because one ca- person is using $7,000 versus the other person using a $2,000 camera. Does the person using the $7,000 camera by default warrants a higher price just because he's using higher priced equipment? Of course not, right? So it's the same thing with you where if you're using, if you're using a grid garage polisher and someone else is using a Rupes polisher, does that in any way dictate what you can charge just because you're using a better brand? Of course not, right? So irrelevant of what you're using, how much it's it's costing you to do that detail, you're always charging based on the value and the results that you're providing. That's it. I don't care if you're using a $60 Harbor Freight polisher, a $150 Greats Garage polisher, or a $450 Rupes polisher. What matters are the results that you're producing and the value that, that you're creating for the customer. That's it. So let's go on to the next question. Um, should you price differently when doing interior services versus paint correction jobs? Um, so piggybacking off what I literally just said is you're going to price, and this is like a very general blanket statement just to kind of give you some some guidance, of you charge based on the condition of the vehicle, the size of the vehicle, and what the customer is looking for. Right. So it's not saying, hey, you know, this is interior, so it shouldn't be more than exterior. Right. Or, hey, the exterior should be more for the engine versus the wash. Right. It's like, no, it's you charge based on what you're doing, the size of the vehicle and the condition. So, yes, does that mean that a small Corolla would charge three hundred and twenty for the interior, but maybe for F-150 crew cab? we might charge 260 for the interior. It's like, yeah, because yes, the sizing is different. The F-150 is bigger by all accounts than the Corolla, but the Corolla has cloth seats. It's really dirty, and we're going to take a lot more time to clean the interior versus the F-150 that has rubber floor mats. That's leather seats. It's not that dirty. So the F-150 will actually be less work, although it's bigger. We're still accounting for that. It's bigger, but it's, it's nowhere near as much work as a Corolla. So that's the thing that that's the problem that you'll run into as a service-based business, right? Detailing is that it's not a one size fits all. This isn't like you have a physical product, like a t-shirt, like a laptop, like a, like a water bottle where it's like, Hey, every water bottle of these, every thermal that we sell is, you know, whatever, 20 bucks, right? It might change like off of color, maybe it's like tech, whatever, but for the most part, this, this thermal is going to be 20 bucks. This iPad, whatever, it's going to be a thousand bucks. This mic is going to be whatever. $150, right? But for a service-based business, contractor, roofer, um, veterinary, whatever, it's like, it's a per case kind of thing, right? A Corolla is going to be different than a Camry. It's still the same, but don't get me wrong. Like it's still based on the condition and what the customer wants, right? If you have the same, let's say it's the same 07 Corolla. It's the same cloth seats. It's the same condition, right? Pet hair, stained, whatever, right? So those two things are equal. But now the customer is saying, hey, I only want my seats done. And then the other customer is saying, hey, I want the whole thing done. Those are now two different pricings, right? So with service-based businesses like ours, it is very, 
you won't ever match every single price. So if a customer's like, hey, but like, why are you charging me more for this vehicle if this vehicle isn't as big? And it's like, yeah, it's not as big, but the condition or, or the level of, of work that we're going to do to this one, although smaller, is actually a lot more work than what we're doing to your other vehicle. Like that's that's just the name of the game when you get into pricing for things that just depends on so many factors. Um, let's see here. Uh, a detailer near me is charging $40 for full details. I feel like it's hurting a lot of detailers around here. Do you experience this? Um, yes, uh, well, I'm in Houston. I'm in the fourth largest city. Um, there's 2.2, 2.4 million people here. And with that comes a lot more options for the consumer, right? There's a lot more detailers. There's a, more, there's a lot more car wash lots around us. And, you know, is there ever going to be a point when there's not too many cheap options around you for whatever, you know, whatever service, whether it's HVAC, roofing, whatever, there's always going to be cheaper options in the market. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be there because there's always someone else starting. There's someone else struggling. There's someone else that's always only going to compete on price, right? So with us, are there cheaper options? Absolutely, right? Just the other day, we sent a quote out for $3,000, for to wet sand, I forget what vehicle it is, to wet sand and water spots and to polish the paint, uh, to polish the, the glass. I think it was like three or $4,000 that we sent the quote. The person replied back, he said, hey, thanks, I appreciate it, but I found someone else that could do it for half the cost. Are we going to be up in arms saying, oh, what? no, 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 let's, it happens. There's going to be cheaper options. And rightfully so, right? Again, like, we don't have a gun to anyone's head. We're not saying to anyone like, hey, we're, we're the, you got to come with us. We have our pricing, Right. And for this specific instance, Lex and I were talking, we're like, man, like it's going to be a lot of work, dude. Like it's it's going to be kind of annoying doing this amount of work like, and still trying to fit the rest of our schedule. So it's like, well, bro, if we're, we're going to do this, like we, we have to charge accordingly because other than that work, it's going to be a very long, gruesome time just working on this one vehicle, which is why we priced it. I think it was like thirty thousand um, dollars. And from there, it's like, OK, yeah, so the customer didn't go with us. There's someone else cheaper. That's fine. You know, best of luck to the other detail that's going to handle this wet sanding job, right? Because it's going to be a lot of work. So it's, it's just the name of the game, right? Like, is, is $1,500 cheap? I mean, that's still pretty expensive. Is it as expensive as 3000 Of course, it's half the price. But it's like, that's just, the na- like, it's very contextual, right? If, if your average cost of a detail is $300, and then that prospect, that person finds another detailer that could do the same thing, for 150, yeah, they, that's that's now a cheaper detailer. Now, if our typical pricing is 800, and they find another detailer that could do it for, you know, um, 400, that's still a cheaper detailer. It's it's still more expensive than the other detailers that are charging 300 and 150. But it's so, so, so what I'm saying is it's all contextual. It's all it's all based on context, right? What is really cheap, you know? So like, are the customers that are willing to spend 40 dollars on a detail are they coming to us? No. We don't kind of get those, we don't, we're not going to get those customers because just at this point, like what our business referrals, word of mouth, our website, Instagram, or ads, like we're not attracting the person that's going to say, well, Hey, thanks for that $400 quote, but someone else is doing it there for 40 bucks. That's not happening. You know? And, and if someone comes to us saying, Hey, like, you know, can you do it for 40? It's like, no, <laughs> of course not. Like that's, that's, that's just not in the, in the, the, the game that we're playing at that point. Okay. So, um, Next question here is, um, how can you know what the price based, uh, how can, I'm sorry, I, I just com- I just copy and paste these questions. So sometimes they're not like written out all the way. So I have to kind of decipher it as I read. 
Um, how can you know what's a price based on size? For instance, sometimes a small pickup truck will be the same size on the interior as a sedan. Are those two different prices because the truck is bigger, but both interiors are around the same size? Yeah, this goes exactly back to it's all based on condition, size, and what the customer wants. Sometimes the pricing won't make sense, right? So sorry for all those bank for all that banking if you hear that. Um so for instance, like a yes, like a, a Tacoma interior is almost the same size like as a Corolla, right? But let's say a, you know, a Bentley or, um, you know, like a Bentley isn't the same size as a, but they're still sedans, right? Or let's say the engine of a S2000, it's pretty narrow, but it's almost the same as cleaning, you know, it's easier, it's easier to clean a, uh, a Toyota Tundra. You know, but a Toyota Tundra is a V8 much bigger engine. Um, so it's like, it, it's all these little things that are going to change based on the vehicle, based on the condition, based on the size, and based on what the customer wants. So, yes, yeah, sometimes you might say, you know, well, how, how am I charging cheaper? I mean, how am I charging more for this SC1000 versus this Tundra? But it's like, it, you know, yes, maybe on the size part, obviously one is bigger than the other. But, to, but based on the condition and what the customer wants, that's where the other factors come into play. So, yeah, sometimes, or not even sometimes, a lot of times, the pricing isn't going to make sense on paper, meaning, yeah, why am I charging more for this interior? But if that vehicle is way bigger, why am I not charging more for that? Again, it, it, you could reflect back and say, hmm, maybe, maybe my pricing is off a little bit, actually. Maybe maybe I am pricing this all wrong. That could be it. Maybe you're pricing other services lower than, you know, for other vehicles. That could be a thing. But mostly it's like, yeah, like price, just pricing won't make sense sometimes because, again, based on the size, based on the condition, and based on what the customer wants will dictate your final pricing of that vehicle. Next question here is, uh, should I include my pricing on my website? I would rather talk to the customer first and understand their problems and needs before giving out a price. I'm scared since they see the price up front. No one will ever call me. Yeah, so this one, I mean, I am a big proponent of displaying your pricing. We've had our pricing on our websites since 2015, and I'm not going to take them off because it's it's another layer of letting someone self-qualify themselves before they call you. So if you want to talk to every single person that gets on your website, most of those are a lot of those people are not going to be your qualified customer, right? So if someone goes to our website, Right. Let's say they go to their to the pain correction page and they see the they see the web page, they read the website, they look at our pricing, and they still give me a call. They're qualified. If they don't see a price, and they they're gonna call our our, our our business just to get pricing, there's a higher chance that that person is gonna get sticker shocked because they have no context of what the price is gonna be. So I would rather display our pricing on our website. Let the people read the page, consume the information, look at our pricing. And if they think it's too expensive, I'd rather them not give me a call. It saves them time. It saves me time. The person that reads the page, looks at the pricing and gives me a call or gives us a call. They're saying, I understand what you do. I understand the pricing is a bit higher than others. I'm still going to give you a call to get more information about your services. That's a much different person that's calling you. So we just, I for the most, I think we display our pricing on all our pages. There might be a few that we don't, but for like ceramic coatings, for paint correction, for interior cleanings, for smoke odor removal, for a wash and wax, for a headlight restoration, for engine cleaning, for a wash, um, I think, uh, we display our pricing. 
because it's going to self-qualify. It's just another step that they can self-qualify before they give us a call. And again, like, it, it really depends on where you are in your business. But like at this point, because we get so many calls and emails, we can't literally go through every single person and, you know, like explain the pricing and, and, and talk. Like we, we, at this point, we want more that are like that are really higher up the totem pole. Like, hey, like I, I know what you do. I know it's expensive. You know, book me in already. Those are the type of customers that we want to get. Not so much when it's like, hey, so why is it so expensive? Mm, I don't know. Let me go talk to, hey, like, so can we, not that we don't have those customers or we don't work with those customers, but I'm saying, like, things change in your business, right? In the beginning, you want to talk to every single person because you want every single, you know, you want to put your your, your your chips in your favor of let me try to get this customer. But at some point, it's like, you have to just be, accept that, like, yeah, we're going to lose some customers just because we're too expensive, you know? And again, it goes back to the same question of like, if we're not here to explain why you should value your car to the point to hire us to detail your vehicle, right? Because everyone wants to get their car washed, right? Like everyone would take their car to just get washed. Does someone want to pay $50 through us or $15 through somewhere else for a monthly subscription, right? So it's just, it's different levels, uh, not not different levels, but different uh, uh, people, that value different things. So again, and we don't do washes like that or anything, but I'm just saying it was, it was an example of like, we're not trying to fight the uphill battle of convincing someone why they should go with us versus another option. We would rather focus our efforts on people that already, you know, they value their vehicle. They want it done right. They're looking for a professional. They're willing to pay a premium rate and they're, you know, calling around. Like that's the customer that we want. Not so much the one that we're like, Hey, like, you know, we're, we're kind of fighting this, this uphill battle of why we should be, you know, or why they should spend this much on a vehicle. Again, not that there's wrong with either. It's just, where are you in your business? So for us, we display our pricing. We don't shy away from it. Um, it's not something that it's like, oh, no, no, we, we need every single person to call us. And also, like, what kind of business, if you were a customer of your own business, right? Let's say you were just a consumer and you had your vehicle and you wanted to go get a detailer to whatever service you want on your vehicle, right? If you go to that detailer's website, do you want to see the pricing on the website or not? So for me personally, it's like, dude, I want to see, I, I don't want to have to call you or email you. Like, I just want to see the pricing just to get a ballpark price of what it's going to be. And then if I look at that ballpark price and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll email them or I'll give them a call. That makes my life easier as a consumer because I don't have to call you and go through these hoops and whatever, whatever. So that's another big reason why I display the pricing because me personally, when I go to another website, I just give me up like just something like, yes, I understand it's going to be like a, a range, but give me something to get a baseline of like, hey, are you on the more expensive side or are you on the more less uh, expensive side? Right. And, and you can put a disclaimer saying, hey, these are just ballpark pricing, ballpark pricing. Um, pricing can heavily change based on the size and condition of your vehicle. Like I got it good. But, you know, even off of that, you're way more expensive than the 20 other options that I saw. And I'm still going to give you a call, you know? So that's like on a personal level, it's just, I want to see the pricing. Um, so let's maybe do one more question here. Um, yeah, I'll do one more question here. Um, how fast should you increase your prices? How do you know when the right time was to increase your hourly rate? I, I wouldn't say there's ever a right answer, but one, like for me, when I knew it was like, okay, I need to start raising them is just because I started getting a lot more calls and emails, right? And, and this goes back to SEO search engine optimization, um, for the first three years of my business, like I got no customers, no business, no traction, was making no money. And then I focused all my efforts on wrecking my website on the first page of Google. 
and it took him it took me nine months to do that. I started ranking for multiple keywords, and I kid you not, like I went from maybe like one or two calls per week, maybe an email per week. I went from that to around like three to nine calls per day to like three to eight emails per day. So it went. From, it was a Jurassic night and day difference between where I was, you know, let's say nine months ago, and then nine months later. It's like the calls and emails were nonstop, and to this day, they you know, nonstop coming in. They were nonstop coming in. And from there, like every other week, I was like, hmm, I'm booking more people. Okay, so the interior, you know, this week was 150. Okay, I'm going to start charging, you know, 180 next week. And then the week after that's like, okay, I'm going to start charging 200. And then the week after that was like, okay, I'm going to start charging 240. And the week after that was like, okay, 260. And then the week after that, okay, 280. And that's literally like the, the process that it's been like. So to me, it was like, oh, wow, there's a bunch more calls now. Okay, bet. I'm going to just little by little, um, I'm going to start um, increasing the rates. Now, that wasn't like an actual timeline of how I did it. Just It was just an example of like, just as I went along, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting customers. I, I'll, I'll just raise my prices, yeah. And then, um, you know, it happened again. Like, I'd continue to get customers like, huh, this, this is a lot of work. I'm, 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 I'm going to raise my prices again. And that was literally the, uh, and to this day, like that, that's what we do. Like we don't send like this mass like, hey, on, you know, uh, uh, November 1st, we're going to uh, increase our pricing by 10%. It's just like, we just raise them, you know. And what we do is like, if we do raise a pricing, um and like a repeat or like a previous customer comes by that is on the old pricing what we do which is like the easiest way that we've done it um is we always say hey the last time we serviced your vehicle it was on the old pricing of 180 dollars i'm making up numbers for whatever detail we'll do the price uh we'll do this we'll do that we'll detail your vehicle uh this time at that same price but the next time that you come It'll be now at the updated pricing. That's like the easiest way that we've managed it. And like no customer has ever had any qualms with that work because they were kind of grandfathered in for at least one other detail because they didn't know because we didn't announce it. Um, so that's the easy way we've done it. Now, if it's like a super old customer, it's like, hey, you serviced my vehicle, you know, seven years ago for an, an interior cleaning. Can you do it again? And we're like, yeah, because this, this has actually happened. And it, it's like, yeah, it's going to be like 260 now. It's like 260, last time you came, it was like, you know, 140. It's like, yeah, that was like seven years ago, though. You know, at that point, it's like, all right, you, it's kind of past that threshold. But if it makes sense and if it's within like, okay, yeah, like that was like a year ago and whatever, whatever. Hey, we'll do, we'll do to your vehicle this time at the old price. And moving forward, we'll update the pricing. Um, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and end right there just because we're getting near our limits. Um, again, if you want to try out Jobber, um, you can get a 14-day free trial plus 20% off your first six months. You can check the description box down below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on whatever app, just check the show notes. We use this to, again, like our, the primary thing about this is to keep track of our schedule. I mean, sometimes we have three, four cars on there between sh- uh, shop and mobile. Um, and all of us, the employees, us, Lex, me, like everything goes through the schedule. So that's how everything runs, the customer's information, the appointments, the um, their vehicles, their, their, their previous jobs, everything is stored within Jobber. So thank you very much. Again, or if you want to check out other things like the ultimate guide to start your detailing business um, or any other links like my YouTube channels, my Instagram accounts, you can check that all down below. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.